0: After the Siren podcast, I am one of your hosts, Nisha, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host,
1: Niavis, yeah,
0: that was Jarvis, for people yeah, who don't speak, it's French, Jarvis's made up language, it's French, for Niavis, yeah, we're really. coming at you a day later, <laughs> we're coming at you on a Tuesday evening, um, obviously to be released on the Wednesday, we apologise for the delay in bringing this episode to you. Um, we have had a pretty busy week ourselves with uni. If you saw our Instagram story, we do apologize for the delay. But that being said, we hope you had a really good Easter long weekend. Uh, Got to see hopefully some family and friends, ate lots of chocolate. I know I did and I literally still currently am. How was your weekend, Jarvis?
1: Um, yeah, it was busy. We had the Easter going around, obviously the footy going all weekend, so you know, it was just one thing after another, after another, and then trying to squeeze in all my uni stuff as well. So what can you say? Just a bit of a busy weekend, busy On week. On the grind. On the grind, obviously. Um, but yeah, hopefully just, we're in our, uh, our mid-semester break at the moment uh, for uni, so we'll get that done by the end of this week, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then next week, we go straight back onto the grind again for another yeah. few weeks up until the end of the semester. So, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yay! Just
0: got a whole bunch of assignments really coming up. So, yeah. staying on top of that and then making sure we can also bring you guys the best content is our priority. So, if that means we have to delay the episode one day, I'm sure you guys are understanding. Now, what a bloody exciting Bloody week. Of football, we've just witnessed. We had pretty much everything. Obviously, finals, fever in the AFLW. Mm. And honestly, I think some of the highest quality women's football that we have seen to date was played over the weekend. Yeah, I would thoughts? agree. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, from what I saw, um, which is as much as I could handle throughout the Easter break, um, it seems like a very interesting game. It seemed that the, um, the Melbourne... I uh, was kind of a bit one-sided across the D side, but seemed that Collingwood and Kanga pulled out all the stops. Yeah, um, so many Kanga- lead yeah. changes in that game, which you yeah. don't often see. Kanga's just coming off a bit short on that one, so that's a bit sad. But, you know, what can you do? It ain't Kanga time this year. <laughs> Maybe next year.
0: They did do a bloody good job to make it through to finals. Um, but I think all of the women out there are just really, really pumped to be playing finals, obviously. Yeah. Their finals got completely cut off last year and there wasn't even a grand final. So, finally, someone can get back on the Premiership list. Yes. And we are down to the final four. We have the Adelaide Crows, the Brisbane Lions, Collingwood and Melbourne. So, four very strong contenders very hard to pick between those four so we definitely look forward to seeing these preliminary finals play out over the coming weekend
1: it's a bit sad that the d's and the crows are going to face in this uh preliminary finals and not the actual grand final so i think that would have been a great um grand final for the women's but I guess Christmas comes early a little bit and you get a little bit of a taste of what the finals could have been. Mm,
0: Well, some of the footy greats say that the best matches they ever played in were preliminary finals and not grand finals. Just the intensity. You get a a nice big uh, audience showing up. Um, So many desperate fans wanting you to get through to the grand final and... Yeah, it just uh, a lot of people get up and about for prelims. Obviously, the Grand Final is a huge day, but that's just what the greats have said. I don't know. I've never played in a prelim final or a grand final or in any footy match for that
1: matter. And you never will.
0: (laughs) I never will because I try to run about two meters and my body goes, no, 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 no. Not today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not today. Get back in the water. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, we've talked for probably long enough. So we're going to get in a, into our top footy moments. And just before you get started with yours, because I know you're very excited oh, about it, Fine. Um, just a reminder that if anyone wants to share their top footy moment with us, you are very welcome to write into our Instagram, which is at after the siren podcast, um, and just share your top footy moment from the week or from the round. And we are super excited to hear what you guys think as well, because obviously there's lots of content and we only get to pick two between us. So, yeah. Jarvis. Without further ado, what is your top footy moment?
1: Well, I thought you know I've been doing a lot of the men's top footy moments, so I thought I'd switch it up and go for the females this week, mm-hmm. and it's none other than that Chloe Malloy goal. Have you seen it, Niche? I have seen it pretty pretty lucky but pretty spectacular all at the same time what
0: can i say the oval ball bounces whichever which way it wants you, to you
1: never know yeah you never know what's going to happen with that ball um but obviously she's kicked it up high um obviously didn't look like it was really going to go anywhere and then it's fallen straight down the ground and had a couple of lucky bounces right into the two goal posts and um pretty much helped collingwood win that game i want to mm. say that was a big turning point for that one um, and obviously Chloe kicked another goal earlier to that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen that goal, I'd definitely go recommend because it's a brilliant strike of luck and, um, defies physics. Yeah. Some would say, would say. <laughs> some would say that, um, um but, now I believe
0: you know. Chloe Molloy is a returning, uh, top yes, 40 moment for us. I, I think, think I've, I've a... given her a shout out once or twice before, maybe even, but, um, yeah, we couldn't go past that one. Well, you a, couldn't, obviously. I couldn't.
1: It was a great goal, Um, a great logic-defying goal.
0: Awesome. Straight into my top footy moment, which um, Collingwood fans, you might want to block your ears or turn the podcast off for 20 seconds. Um, My top footy moment is going to be the Zach Bailey goal after the siren uh, to win the match against Collingwood. Now, we've seen some great after-the-siren goals in previous years but this one is right up there he was a fair distance out and as soon as the ball left he his like, boot he, he just was on knew, 50
1: wasn't he i think he well, kicked if- it from
0: about 45 maybe 47 ish yeah. just inside 50 um but yeah as soon as the ball made contact with his boot he was pretty happy with it and uh his teammates were jumping all over him and um mitch robinson's bum was out <laughs> <in the full laughs> that was display, funny. too excited to pull his pants back up <laughs>
1: Um, and obviously last week, um, Zach Bailey was supposed to have the, the last goal kick, I guess, yeah. we the free kick that, um, of against holding the ball Geelong, against yeah. Geelong. So
0: we did talk, talk about that last week, um, how Zach Bailey tackled Mark Blitzovs, and the umpires called play on where, uh, they then later said it should have been
1: holding the ball, holding the
0: ball um, so, yeah, a little bit of poetic justice, a little yeah, bit of... Yeah, you can't write this stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah, what goes around, comes around, good karma for Zach Bailey. And he, he got to get the glory in the end against yes. the Pies. So,
1: maybe maybe last week, but this week was the week. Yeah, and, all yeah, smiles. All Funny smiles how around. the
0: footy world works. The footy gods just work things out in the end. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for them to work things out for Carl. No,
1: not going to happen.
0: Nope. All right. I'll just keep waiting. Um, Let's get straight into our news stories. So we're going to start off on a little bit of a sour note. Now, I feel like it's a running theme in our podcast (laughs) to talk about the Saint Kilda injury woes, but there is another saint gone and he is gone for the entire year who is in a bit of trouble.
1: Well, I mean, it's not just a bit of trouble. I think it's a lot of trouble. It's a season's worth of trouble. It's a season's worth of trouble. So, uh, Saints gun gone for the rest of the year. It's none other than um, Jade Gresham. Obviously, Mm. he uh, hurt his right Achilles um, in the Easter Saturday game versus Essendon. And it seemed like there was no one really around him. He was just going for the goal. and. Yeah. No, it was
0: actually coming out of the middle. Was it coming out of um, the middle? He stepped Oh, sorry, did I back. say goal?
1: I meant to say the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah, So it was after a goal was just scored. He was in the center and he stepped back onto his right foot. And then the next time he tried to put weight onto it.
1: He just couldn't. He just was just in gone. pain. You could see him straight away. Yeah. like grabbing. He wasn't even grabbing for his ankle. He was grabbing for that Achilles. Like, yeah. it, you could tell that something... Wasn't right. It was not like he was grabbing for like a hamstring or, mm-hmm. um, his calf or something. Which I think the commentators initially suspected. Yeah, they
0: thought very low calf yeah. or Achilles. And yeah. Um,
1: Obviously, it was a ladder. Of that. Yeah.
0: People say when you do the Achilles, it feels like you're getting shot in the back of the legs. So um, it looked like that
1: it was the case, especially okay. the photo that they've <laughs> posted everywhere about him.
0: Um. So the St. Kilda coach Brett Ratton had a statement to say about this. He said. It's a shame he missed a lot of footy towards the back end with a stress fracture in his back, which was very unusual for a player of his size. We're just starting to build and he cops an injury. He'll be out for the rest of the year. Um, Yeah. So the loss, obviously, St. Kilda went on to lose that game, made the... Yeah, the, the, the events even worse. And yeah. Brett Ratton didn't mince his words. He was very um, clear cut to say that he was not happy with that
1: performance. No, he wasn't. Um, but yeah, and honestly, what we were saying, I think, in the preseason, it just with all these St Kilda players being injured over and over again, yeah. um, it doesn't look great for the St Kilda Football Club in this early part of the season. Hopefully, yeah. obviously, Gresham will be out for the rest of the year, but they still do have a few people coming in. I think Ryder is set to possibly make a return mm. um, this week, so that's a good in for them. Um, but yes, they were obviously,
0: they're ruck stocks.
1: Yeah, so obviously, it's been a bit of a hard, tough early run for St Kilda, but hopefully, towards the end of the season, they can pick that back up a little bit more.
0: Yes, with those St Kilda injuries, I, I've got a few footy friends that are are quite avid watchers and they might be a bit pessimistic but um they're pretty much written off St Kilda some of them have gone to those extreme lengths I don't think you can really write a team off after round three but I do agree that it's not necessarily going on an upward trajectory for them right now I'm gonna go into a little bit more of a positive story now
1: well, positive if you're not a uh, Richmond supporter, that is.
0: But I think Richmond don't have that much to worry about. It's more yeah. what Sydney wrong. have achieved more well, than anything. And that's what we want to highlight here.
1: Well, yeah. So um, during the weekend, we obviously had the... Um, was it the, was that the Saturday Arvo game? It was the was Saturday, Saturday Arvo. Yeah. Um, so Sydney completely smashed the reigning Premier's Richmond um, over uh, 117 point points to what 72. am i saying 72 70 yeah. oh my gosh i'm so sorry um yeah so it was a bit of a surprising shock factor to, that sydney gave to richmond and um even hardwick gave him a bit of praises for that one do you want to go into it a little bit niche
0: yeah so damien hardwick uh, came out of his press press conference oh i've caught javis's yep tongue. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> so um he came out of, of that Press conference, and he said that Sydney looked Richmond like. So clearly, that's the biggest praise he can give. Um, so Sydney went into halftime with a forty point lead, mm. and it, it just made me think like, are the Swans legit? Because last year we saw them struggling. Yeah, very and much so. I've been just doing a little bit of research on this, and um, I've come up with a few ideas why I really think that Sydney are legit and definitely will be able to continue this form and maintain this form um so the first reason is they have included uh don pike into their coaching team and he's now brought a ball movement to sydney that is similar to that of the adelaide crows in 2016 2017 now obviously the crows made it to the grand Final in 2017 Mm. and couldn't beat richmond there but you still have to have pretty phenomenal ball movement to get that far. Now, the second reason I've gone with is that the swans have increased their efficiency by foot. Okay. So they've, whilst yes, they're running and they're breaking lines and they are playing sort of that Adelaide game, when they're kicking, they're hitting targets. It seems simple, but if you can get that skill and increase that efficiency, and minimise your turnovers and you've got the ball in your hands, yeah. it goes a long way to winning the game. And also they've seen a few positional changes. The biggest and most notable one is Callum Mills making his way into the midfield a little bit more. So um, most of you would know Callum Mills as sort of a small backman. Um, he'd mm. been in the defence for quite a while. Um, fantastic defender, but they've seen that he is probably leading the way with that awesome Foot efficiency and also great effort and intensity, and they thought we need some of that into our midfield. So they've got a really good mix of youth and they've got a really good mix of leadership in that midfield, bringing through some players from their Swans academy, and it has all sort of come together really quickly for Sydney over one preseason.
1: Yeah, and I mean you can see that already, and obviously we talked endlessly about um, good old Buddy coming back into the side last year as uh, last game as well. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, so obviously, with him back, and then these positional changes um, that you're talking about, their niche is you can see it in their team and in their attitude. Even on the field, they just seem to be such a a high pace, you know, pressure side now. Like mm. they're not letting Richmond, who normally would be that high pressure side, um, they're taking that to them, and you can really see that in that game against Richmond because they were all over mm. um, the Richmond. Uh, the Richmond men, some yeah. would say. Um, so, now, yeah. Yeah,
0: I agree with what you're saying about Buddy. I think he is um, an addition, definitely, but I don't think he is the big influence that he used to be. Uh, yeah. And he's definitely there to draw a defender and, you know, hopefully kick a bag every mm. now and then. But he also is a great leader down the forward line for young forwards like Logan McDonald yep. and Nick Blakey when he drifts forwards. Yep. So, along with uh, Tom Papley who's changed his game around a little bit too.
1: Yeah, he had a good one on the weekend as well. He was Yeah, actually pretty I think Buddy
0: is important and he's obviously a cult hero and we all want to see him out on the field. But in terms of a long-term prospect for, for Sydney, he's not that. But no. he's there to help these new players come through, show them the ropes and, and a, yeah, yeah, hopefully have a decent run of foot in and, himself. And when,
1: and when you've got um, Buddy Franklin as your kind of coach... As you know, a young forward. Mm. Like, what more could you ask for? He's gonna. They'd be so excited. Yeah, exactly. When you've got one of the best forwards that the competition has seen, and he's training you to be the next possible big forward. My gosh! Like Sydney are in for a good year, maybe a good few years Mm. uh, with that for sure.
0: All right, we're gonna get into our third story now. Um, This one is a little bit of a downer. We've got. Um, I beg to differ. All right, depends who you go for. I beg um, to differ. <laughs> so the kangaroos, they're struggling, struggling along. They are. Um, Noble has called for calm, so he's obviously the coach of North Melbourne. Yeah. After and
1: um, who who was the Reece Reece, Reece, Shaw left um after the was it, it was just just before preseason started, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he. I believe, quit or just like stepped down down, from the role uh, due to mental health reasons, I believe.
0: Correct, yeah. So Noble's come in. He hasn't had a whole heap of time with these boys. And um, yeah, I guess he's just trying to work out the best way to move forward. And hopefully, um, if he can get a little bit of calm and a little bit of time to actually work with this group, you'll see um, hopefully some progression through this year. However, um, it was a sour day for them on Good Friday. They Mm. lost the game by... I'll let you take the the lead. They lost to the Dogs.
1: They lost to the Dogs by um, one of the biggest uh, losses that North have faced since 1984 by 128 points. Um. Obviously, it was a big game for the dogs. Bruce kicking ten. Mm, um. Big highlight of the week. Big, big highlight. It was a big highlight for a lot of key forwards, which was very timely for our podcast. Yes, it was very timely <laughs> for our podcast. Um. So yeah. Um. Obviously, uh, North are out with a few injuries at the moment. They've got a lot of their kind of key players. Um. People like Curtis Taylor. Um. Tarrant. Uh, mcdonald i've
0: actually got the full you've list got here the whole full if you would um, like me to go through it they, would you want to go through it yeah go through they've it. been missing charlie comden trent dumont uh kyron hayden uh jack marnie luke mcdonald flynn perez robbie tarrant and curtis taylor so that is a sizable list probably the more notable names being luke mcdonald robbie tarrant and also throughout their g- that game, they lost Jed Anderson, who is one of yeah. the major ball winners as well. So he's obviously not on that list from last week. But um, he came off, and I believe another player came off as well. So they were a man short on the bench um, after their medical sub was activated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that's now three losses for North in excess of 50 points. And noble statement is that it's not only the players, I think our fans, we just need to be calm, we're on a journey. So that's fair enough, but the fans would be looking for small improvements and hopefully not big blowout losses. Which
1: has happened the past three weeks. So I think that's what I think fans would be more um, up in arms about. It's okay to lose by, you know, 10 to 15 points if you're put in a good contest, but when you're getting blown Mm -hmm. out week after week after week... That's where fans and supporters are very um, displeased, I guess, would be the yeah. best way to say it.
0: No one wants to go on and watch their team lose by 100 points. It's not fun. It's not exciting. It's yeah, just not a great day out at the footy. But I, um, I think what Noble should be looking for is to set small and achievable goals for his group. And hopefully through that, they can, they can form a system that works for them. And we'll just have to see where North end up by the end of the year. But Polek was
1: the other one that went out, by the way.
0: Polek. So, yeah, he, he's an influence, although he wasn't having the best day on Friday. Not that N- not any, that of any of North
1: were. were, to be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest with you.
0: Alright, we might wrap that one up there, but all the best to Noble and his ruse and I'll I'll gas up the, the dogs a bit. They played fantastically. Yeah. Play. Shout out to Trelaw, his best game for oh, the yeah, dogs, 100%. three goals. Um Bruce they having were unstoppable. his best game
1: for stop. I think stop. they
0: were unstoppable by anyone, it was just unfortunate that Northfield, that copped the front of it. the episode. We have a couple of topics to discuss tonight. am going to get stuck into the first topic and it's not so much of a gentle reminder but also um, we have been living in our the privacy and comfort of our own homes for quite a while and now that we are back at the footy, um, back interacting in social situations, I think it is important that we i guess learn to respect that you are no longer sitting at home in your living room and your actions your words they have consequences out in public so this comes off the back of a lovely gentleman no that's a lie (laughs) (laughs) at the footy it was it was quite disappointing um we were sat near a gentleman... Well,
1: don't say we, because I, I was not there. Jarvis I was, wasn't there, but he has heard me complain I have about quite heard well. Nisha complain about this quite a bit, so um, obviously, hey, go into it.
0: Yeah, so it was quite disturbing, quite uncomfortable situation that we were put in. Um, this man was sitting right behind my sister and I, and he was quite aggressive, quite racist, intoxicated, yeah. um, spilling his beers, you know, spitting when he spoke, kicking the back of our chair, swearing a lot. Um, and there were children around. So we're not going to dwell on this topic other than to say, um, you know, security was called and in all of my years at the footy, I've never had to call on security. So one it's a reminder that yes the football is frustrating and you want to yell and you want to scream and that's all well and good but you have to do it in a respectful manner and this isn't so much as a news story or anything that we really need to flesh out but more of a reminder and also a bit of a call to action so I actually wrote into Eddie Howard to say that I was a little bit disappointed with their management of this situation it is under investigation so I'm not going to um, you know have a go at Etihad Stadium at the moment they're still doing their investigation into it um, but I did just want to slowly touch on how you behave at the footy
1: I mean yeah I mean I guess you just have kind of general manners especially when there's kids around kids are very um, influential I guess um, so if they see someone of an adult or just someone that they recognise or whatever they may take those practices on with them So if you have someone spitting, kids are going to think it's okay to be spitting on people, whatever. Um, Obviously this guy, from what I've heard, um, didn't have any children's zone. He was there with his friends. um, But, you know it's just common courtesy I guess and especially when if you're spitting on people I just think that's a bit rude full stop if you're intoxicated not
0: very COVID safe
1: oh well yeah (laughs) that's well (laughs) Um, but yeah I think you just should have common courtesy Um, if you're at the football if you're at a cinema if you're just walking down the street you know I think there's just kind of things that you should do when you're around other people
0: Yeah, I think it's just important to be really aware. Awareness is a quality that's probably underrated in people and I just think you be aware of yourself, you be aware of who is around you and you should be fine. Um, But on this occasion, there were children around. My sister and I did remind this gentleman that there were children around and he did not take our reminder very lightly so just treat others how you want to be treated we understand that it's a game we love the passion we're very passionate ourselves really didn't notice but (laughs) you should definitely not go as far as to make those around you uncomfortable especially if you're choosing to be out in public if you want to yell and scream at the tv at your own home go for it that's the place to do it if you
1: want to spit on your kids at your own home that's (laughs) on you
0: i wouldn't recommend it
1: hey
0: (laughs) it's not the best idea But um, I did just want to touch on that and just say, I hope you guys have all had positive experiences returning to the football. Um, And yeah, just a little bit of a call to action. And if you do experience this behavior, don't be afraid to call security and make sure that they manage the situation properly. Um, And
1: again, it wasn't like it was just you and your sister um, calling security or reporting this dude. Apparently from what... You've said there was a lot of other people around you doing mm. the same thing. So it's not just like you guys were picking on this dude. It was a lot of other people recognizing yeah. this type of stuff. People as well. in the
0: surrounding areas were very uncomfortable and, um, yeah, gave us the um, word that they'd also notified security. So they all did the right thing. We thought that we did the right thing. And unfortunately, he was not removed from the stadium, but rather just given a warning. Um, personally, I don't think there's any room for racism at the football or anywhere for that matter and a a serious situation like that shouldn't be handled with a light warning it should be handled with someone being removed from a situation where they've already made people uncomfortable people are already uncomfortable giving him a warning isn't going to make anyone any more comfortable um so do you have any last words on that one before we get moving on to a a, sort of a
1: more light-hearted
0: topic (laughs) no awesome we'll wrap that one up there but just stay safe guys you know go to the footy with your mates stay close look after each other and um don't be afraid to call your mates out as well there was one of the guys trying to get his mate to pipe down but um he wanted none of it in the end it was a little bit too too little too late unfortunately um so we're going to move straight on to Um, something that Jaffs is going to explain because I've done a whole lot of talking. Yeah, you've been talking for about six minutes. Sorry, I'm very Um, passionate about that.
1: Really? Couldn't tell. Um, yeah, so me and Isha, I think, discussed a few weeks ago, um, on an earlier podcast that we were watching Making Their Mark, the new, um, documentary on Amazon Prime, um, Prime video, that is. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, it is a really good watch and we're going to get into a little bit of our thoughts about the series because we did just finish it today. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good documentary. I thought it was beautiful done. Obviously it was done over the twenty twenty season. Um obviously we would assume that they would have had the contracts in for this type of documentary before the whole Covid stuff hit. Um so it was interesting to see how they kind of went through creating this documentary and what they used obviously there wasn't a lot of things about the hubs in um Sydney uh in Gold Coast and what was the other hub in West Coast WA. yeah Yeah. so um it was interesting to not see any of that but obviously they were following the players and some of the um higher up staff and coaching staff Mm. um do you want to get into who we exactly saw throughout this documentary niche?
0: Yeah, so we followed a few subjects um, players and coaches, and as Jarvis mentioned, a few board members. So we had Eddie Betts from the Carlton Football Club, we had Nick Natanui from West Coast, what Rory a badass. Sloan from Adelaide, Stephen Cornelia from JWS, and uh, Stuart Yu, the head coach of Gold Coast. And Brandon Gale, Peggy O'Neill, and Damien Hardwick, we ended up following in the end, who are board members, and Hardwick is the coach of the Richmond Football Club. Yeah. So, really interesting mix of subjects. So
1: so different as well, so diverse. Mm. Obviously, we had um, Eddie Best coming back from uh, playing in Adelaide for the past, what, three, four six. years, six, never mind. I was a lot longer <laughs> than I thought it was. Trust me, I um, counted
0: every second any bets was not in Carlton. <laughs> yeah,
1: we had him going through his kind of journey back into Carlton and seeing where he is as a player, uh, more or less, Nick Nat. We just kind of just showed how much of a cool guy Nick Nat is really. Mm. And it kind of went into like the religious side as well, which I found quite interesting about the yeah, football. Yeah, I
0: think we'll go a little bit further into that in a second. Um, What I just wanted to say is each subject they tackled a different issue, like, they overcame a different battle, and probably with the exception of Nick Nat, he seemed yeah, to just always just, be too Well, cool. I mean, I
1: guess there was uh, the, the the issue of Nick Nat of, like, wanting to... the drive to win a final, because obviously mm. he was injured for that 2018 finals that they played. Mm. um, And he, you know, if he was, you know, fit enough and well enough, he would have probably played that finals and won... Well, premiership. Yeah,
0: if he didn't have a ruptured ACL, yeah, he probably would have played. Yeah, he would have played.
1: <laughs> so, you know, him not being able to play that, I guess, is like the whole thing. And then we kind of saw him at the end with the final series as well. Um, then, yeah, we went for uh, Rory Sloan from Adelaide, kind of saw his transition in being, um coming off a few injuries and kind of uh, working into the side that way. Um, and
0: um, also captaining a yeah. side that lost their first 14 rounds is... Something really crazy to watch. I feel like we didn't
1: get to see enough of like the loss of it, though. Like I feel like they did we, like a
0: montage. They did they a montage, did, but yeah. there
1: wasn't it. Wasn't you got like, the idea? You got the yeah, but you didn't really see them lose any like moral, which is very interesting. I think when they went for when they showed the first victory of mm. Adelaide, it was interesting to see that Sloane wasn't like sad or like you know depressed that he kept losing he was like confident going like no we we can still win like just because we've lost this many times doesn't mean that we can't come out next week and smash it out of the park and you know obviously that's what happens against Hawthorne but Mm. yeah and then obviously went into Steve Cornelio who was the it was his first year as captain of the gws club
0: obviously jws coming off a loss of a grand yeah. final in 2019 um so they obviously have that hurdle to overcome and then steve Stephen cornelia had his own mental battle to overcome mm. with um his form dropping off mid-season and being dropped uh, dropped from the side which is uncommon for captains to be dropped from the side um, so that was a really interesting story. And again, he went quite deep into his faith um, a lot. We yeah. got to see kind of a different leadership a, style yeah. from him.
1: It's a very more, less, you know, boys are boys and more like, um, we're a team, you know, let's mm. talk this out like a team. We're brothers in arms here, you know. Let's go out there and show everything that we have on the field. And, you know, he had moments of needing to be a um, a captain and to really show that and show the passion Mm. out there and i think there was i can't remember what game it was but he went and told all the boys to come into the the locker room i think it was at halftime of a game or whatever and just gave them all like a big pep talk and obviously they went on to win that game i can't Mm. remember again which game it was but it was very interesting to see that kind of backstage side of it as well
0: Mm. Then the next subject we looked at was Stewie Drew, and he's obviously, like I mentioned, the coach of Gold Coast Suns, one of the youngest lists in the competition, yeah. so when you, when you have a younger side, they are very reliant on their coach, and he, you know, I think he did a really good job with this group, despite them not playing finals or winning a large amount of games, um, but he was... A really interesting subject to follow. You yeah. watched how he had different oh, relationships with his players. So
1: cute with him and Matt Ral. Yeah, the they, cutest. Literally thing in the world. like father <laughs> and son. Oh my god, they're the best. <laughs> him on the him on the bike it just it was the funniest thing in the world. Oh, we were If you at that. if you you know don't want to watch football for like don't watch football for whatever reason you don't really care about this. Like, I don't even know why you're listening, why you're listening, to, the listening to this podcast. But what I was you say. should go and just watch this clip of uh sure riding this bike at what was it 10 at 10 p.m right yeah. and then rail and the high performance codes of um of, of Suns yep. come in at i think midnight so he's already been like going for two or three hours two or three hours before
0: they started
1: then they go for i think was it Twenty four he ended up going. He for went like 20, for 23, 20, twenty-three hours and the hours, other two went for
0: like eighteen hours.
1: And he only made it like halfway up this Not Everest ride. Yeah, like a third yeah, of the, third way. Of the <laughs> way. And then Matt Round, the high performance coach, just smash it and go all the way to the top. Oh, it was the so funniest funny. thing in the world.
0: Sorry, Stewie Jew, you your <laughs> if so you're listening. We think you're amazing. Um and then the final group we got to watch was obviously fantastic subjects to pick. Lucky um, subjects to pick up Richmond want to say. went on to win the premiership, so yeah. it was a, a wonderful, wholesome ending for their docu-series. And um, Brendan Gale, Peggy O'Neill and Hardwick just showed the sort of inner workings of a club, particularly in a year where COVID was such a factor yeah. um, and there were big changes that need to be enforced and obviously you went through a a few controversies with these guys very true um so you saw highs and lows and how club management deals with that
1: yeah i don't know if i like the way that hardwick dealt with a lot of those controversies i don't know if you agree with that but when the news reporters were asking them questions he was just not having it he was like yep no let's talk about football please like this is why i'm here to talk about football it's like well mate you've had these controversies you've got to make a statement i think he ended up making a statement with the whole um the the kebab one the when the boys went out and got in a fight after yeah. the kebab night but the whole groping situation with um charl i think it was yeah Mab- he, Mab- Mab- yeah he wanted nothing to do with it he didn't want to talk about it he like was just trying to palm off every question which is very interesting Where mm. you could easily give a general statement to kind of bring that up obviously they were saying that they had no idea about that situation but i don't know but i did like the the interworkings of a football club during the covid stuff as well um but yeah i think if you haven't seen this documentary please go give it a watch Uh, it is only seven episodes with about an hour each episode so you can smash it out in a week um, if anything it Depends
0: if you have How much time you yeah.
1: have Oh I'm sure You've got an hour At the end of your night Just to watch it on It's a nice watch um, You get to see All these players And kind of A deeper dive Into what happens Behind the scenes Especially yeah. in such I a feel weird like, time I feel
0: like Nick, Nick Nat's my best friend now <laughs> You know It he is He had some badass Music behind <laughs> him
1: <laughs> And uh, He a got a great chamber. edit Didn't he But yeah So definitely Go give this watch It's very interesting um, we, We're not sponsored By any means um, but No We just really enjoyed it yeah. Thoroughly Anyway, um, I think that's enough about talking about those subjects. Do you want to go into the tips now?
0: Yes, we'll get started with our tips now. Well, now we've got our two preliminary finals coming up. So, who is up first, Jarves?
1: Um So, the first game of uh, the preliminary finals is going to be the Crows versus the Demons. Um, obviously, you had the Crows coming minor premierships, um, so they have had a week off. Um, will that help them in their battle against the D's? What do you reckon, Nish? Who you got...
0: I think this will definitely help them in their battle against the Ds. The Ds had a tough contest at a windy Casey Oval against Fremantle, and um, Adelaide will not only have the home ground advantage but are coming off a rest. So they're going to be so well rested, so prepared, and um, Melbourne, uh, in my mind, probably will be a little bit too tired and get run over the top of. That being said, I think it's going to be a fantastic contest. Um, I think there's no reason why Melbourne can't take it right up to Adelaide, but um, I do think Adelaide will get the chocolates in my book.
1: Yeah, um, I'm almost in agreement with you. Um, I think Adelaide will go over Melbourne here, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went the distance and it was a very close game. Um, Obviously, it's at Adelaide's home ground, Mm -hmm. um, so that does help a little bit in terms of home ground advantage. Obviously, that is a thing. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with Adelaide for this one.
0: Awesome. The second game we've got coming up is the Lions and the Pies. The Lions will be hosting this one. Who have you got?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Lions here. I just think that Collingwood are just running out of steam. And if it wasn't for a few lucky bounces, we might have seen Kangas here, to be honest. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions for this one. Again, Lions home ground at the Gabba, which is pretty big. It's at the Gabbo, so that's a nice little home mm-hmm. ground advantage there, a bit of fun. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions for this one.
0: Awesome. I'm going to go with the Lions too. I agree with you that the rest really, really helps. And uh, the Lions girls were the first team to knock off the pies, and I think they're going to take really good confidence out of that. So, Lions for me. All right, we've got our round four for the men's home and away season as well to get through tips. So Mm, Let's just brush out a few
1: of these. Um, Sydney
0: or Essendon?
1: I'm going to go with Sydney for this one. Uh, I am also going to go with Sydney. Yeah, I mean Essendon had a good week, but I think Sydney's had a better week. (laughs)
0: 100%. Um, Home ground advantage. Uh, I think Sydney are on a roll. Nothing's going to stop them, especially not the Bombers.
1: Here we go, next one. Um, obviously, Port Adelaide coming off a bit of an embarrassing loss against Essendon. No, it wasn't. It, it was against, against the Eagles. Eagles, that's who I thought it was, and <laughs> I was right about that one last week. I don't know why I thought <laughs> Essendon. Um, and they're going to be versing the reigning premiers, Richmond, after coming off that embarrassing <gasps> loss against the Swans. So, who you got for this one, Nish?
0: Um, I'm going to go with Port, home ground advantage. Um, I really hope they don't let me down two weeks in a row, but I think um, Richmond have kind of lost a bit of momentum here. They lost Prestia, um, coming off last week's game. I don't know. I'm going to go with Port. I'm going to give him my, my little bit of confidence. Richmond often have a slower start to the season True. and then, and then build in. So just going off previous history.
1: Yeah. Port. I was going to, I was going to do the same, especially with that home ground, home, home ground advantage of Port Adelaide. I think that makes a big difference in these type of, um, situations with these topper teams. Um, yeah i'm tempted to go richmond just because you've gone port there but i'm gonna stick with my guts and go with port because they were the original pick i had
0: awesome all right (sighs) your boys dogs lions dogs hosting who you got i'm
1: gonna go with the dogs but i don't have that much confidence
0: I would have a lot of confidence, despite losing one of your defenders. It's not like you don't have some good young options to step up to the plate. I I think whoever joins in your team is just going to be immersed into that culture. To be Um, fair, I
1: think it's going to be Lewis Young, by the looks of it, that's going to be replacing um, Gardiner. But I don't know. I think the, the win off last week for Lions is going to give them so much confidence and they're just going to come in and just want to fire on all cylinders. We'll just have to wait and see, I think. I'm also going to give
0: it to the dogs, um, in case that wasn't clear. Yes. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think you got too fast a game style. I think you got more quality coming out of the midfield and, um, you know, there, there are great defenders and key players at both ends for the Lions, but then they've also got quite a few young and inexperienced players. So you probably expose them through those holes.
1: Hopefully so. Uh, next game we've got St. Kilda versus West Coast, um, who go for this one? I feel like it's a pretty easy one, to be honest.
0: Um, knowing that St Kilda play their best football at Marvel, I think it'll be a close contest, but I am gonna stick with the Eagles. Their form of football um isn't you know, you saw them go down to the dogs at Marvel, but um I think their form of football will hold up against St Kilda. Um they'll be able to hold possession of the ball. Um you saw Shui go out of the side. Big shame for them, but I think
1: Was there any more outs for Eagles? I feel like there was one more out for Eagles, or was that just me? Possibly. I'll have a look, you keep talking.
0: Um yeah, Shue obviously went out with that hamstring, which is gut wrenching for him. He's had a lot of soft tissue injuries. However, um I'm gonna stick with the Eagles anyway. A lot of their players are in form and firing.
1: Yeah, I was gonna do the same. I'm gonna be honest, I reckon the Eagles are gonna have a good season this year. Obviously Shoey out's a big one. Um was that his return game as well? It oh, was. that's a shame, isn't it? You hate to see that. Um, I mean, to be fair, they're doing pretty well without Chewie in- anyway. Um, so I'm going to go with the Eagles for this one as well. I think also St. Kilda just, again, have too many injuries.
0: All right. The next game is none other than the Gold Coast Suns take on the, the mighty. Blues, Blues, the Blues, Baggers. The Baggers. Who have you got, Javs?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Carlton. I reckon they're just going to hit back to back wins. Um,. I, well, I mean, the Suns are out with their with the out of their captain and also Rao, um, so that's two massive hits to their midfield, which you should be able to capitalize on um, very easily. I think with your midfield, and hopefully, if they just bring what they brought mm-hmm. last weekend, um, the Carlton um, should just bring this one home.
0: Yeah, I think um Jared Witt's going out is probably the biggest one. I know I know Matt Rale is super important, but having your best uh ruck yep. going out is tough, huge. particularly when Gold Coast Suns don't have huge ruck yep. stocks. Um and Mark and then- Pitt and A. Carlton's ruck has been firing this season. He's yep. top top five on the hit-outs list, um, behind the likes of Natanui, Gorn and Grundy. So it's not a horrid list to be on. It's actually in very good company there. So Um, I'm going to go with Carlton. Fingers crossed. Back-to-back wins would be lovely.
1: Uh, Next game, we've got Collingwood versus Giants. Um, Obviously, Giants have not had a great start to the season. Um, So what are your opinions on this one and who is going to go over?
0: Well, you're right. The Giants have not had a good start to the season and it has only gotten worse with Stephen Cornelio copying another injury. Only only if he knew
1: what was happening at the end of making your mark. (laughs)
0: he has unfortunately done some damage to his ankle and that will require surgery. He'll be out for eight weeks, which probably won't see him return to the game until after round 11, you'd think. So probably after those buy rounds in the middle of the season, I'm going to go with Collingwood. I think, um, they're just going to have more consistency in their list. They played a couple of games. They've got one win in the book over the blues, obviously. (laughs) Um, so yeah, Collingwood for me.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. Um, who did Collingwood face last weekend? Sorry, Lions. Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. So obviously, they obviously didn't have a great. They, I mean, they still had it. They their game kind of in the bag. Besides that last little kick off the. So zone. it
0: wasn't completely in the bag. It wasn't completely they, in the bag. It was in the bag, but they forgot to zip the bag up.
1: <laughs> Classic Collingwood fashion. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to go with Collingwood as well. I think Giants are just going to be on a bit of a losing streak here. I'd be surprised if they did win, but it also is at the MCG. So, I'm sure the Pies fans will be up in arms if uh, they don't win this one.
0: Definitely, they'll be out in full force. Um, The next game we have is North Melbourne take on the Adelaide Crows on Sunday. Who have you got there?
1: Um, I think it's pretty simple. I think Adelaide are firing. I'm going to go with Adelaide.
0: I think Adelaide will look at this game as a real opportunity to boost their percentage, yeah, and um,
1: or, or not they just don't need to if they don't want to. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Shut up. He's just he's just comfortable sitting up on top of the ladder. <laughs> his dogs with their nice high percentage. Um, I think Adelaide will just look to do a similar thing that the dogs yeah. did, get the ball to Tex at all costs, <laughs> and see if he can kick a bag of more
1: than ten. What? actually, you know what? For North, it actually might be possible. <laughs> Mike, oh, that's a oh, that's it's juicy. A dangerous. Thought. That's dangerous.
0: All right, crows to me. Go on, we've, two more.
1: Yeah, two more. Um, we've agreed on everyone so far, so we'll see how we go for this next one. I think the only one that we might disagree on. Um, next game, Melbourne versus Geelong. Um, second last game of the week. Who you got for this one, Nishi?
0: I'm going to go with Melbourne. I think they're going to be too strong. Um, still got Danger out for one more week. Yeah, I was going to ask Cats. if Danger, if was yeah, back in this week. Yeah, he's got one remember. more week out. Rowan's still out, so a couple of key players we've oh, seen. yeah, Ron Melbourne's out. for me.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard not to go with Melbourne especially when Liam Pickett is just Is it Liam Pickett? No. Pickett.
0: Cosy Pickett. Oh my god. I are. Don't know where you got Liam from. I don't
1: know where I got Yeah, I'm going to go with Melbourne too. Um it's kind of hard not to go with them especially when Pickett is just snapping goals left, right and center. Um god, he's good. Have you cheese? <laughs> um yeah. I guess we're just going to be agreeing this whole entire week.
0: All right, last game we've got Fremantle versus Hawthorne. Who have you got?
1: Is that Optus? You know what? I'm going to go with Hawthorne. I think it's a bold move. Um, I don't know. I just have a feeling. Someone, we've got to disagree on one, even if it costs me a point for our tipping I'm gonna go with Hawthorne there's not really there's not really any like justification of why but it's, yeah
0: I'm gonna go with Frio so there you go you've got your wish to have something that we differ on um, I think Hawthorne are gonna suffer from the travel over to Perth and
1: yeah but for, I don't know Fremantle didn't seem all there I don't yeah, know
0: Hawthorne did not really
1: Although yeah, yeah well, I mean they've I mean, they pushed Geelong
0: but that's what yeah, I'm thinking I just don't think they'll handle the travel
1: but that's okay. just me That's just you.
0: All right, we might wrap it up there before I fall asleep. Yeah, it
1: looks like you're going to just crash out in a second. Thank you
0: you guys so much for listening and tuning in. Again, apologies for the delay in bringing this episode to you, but we wanted to bring the best quality, which hopefully... We have. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at AfterTheSirenPodcast or on Twitter at AfterTheSiren. You can follow our personal social medias. Um, links will be in the description. Um, again, if you would like to send us a message with your top footy moment, please write that into our Instagram via our direct messages. And other than that,
1: goodbye, good night, and be safe.
0: We might just leave that there. Thanks, guys. (laughs)